section twelve of eleven possible cases by various this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. Eleven Possible Cases by Various. The Mystic Crew by Maurice Thompson. Chapter 3. Judge Favart de Caumartin's residence was a large, rambling structure, more like a hotel than like a private house. Considering that his wife was dead, and that he had but one living child, a daughter of seventeen it was strange that he kept up such an extensive establishment in which perhaps twenty rooms stood richly furnished but unoccupied it was his pleasure however and his pleasure was law mademoiselle Olympe de Camartine was greatly surprised when by merest chance she discovered hepworth coleman making himself quite at home in a remote room of the house we have seen how she showed her confusion as she stepped into the doorway and found herself face to face with the young man the glance that passed between them wrought a wonder in the heart of each i shall not say that they fell in love at first sight love cannot be so accurately traced that its origin can be exactly found out in any particular case it is enough to record that mademoiselle Olympe de camartine caught something new something sweet from that momentary gaze and shut it up in her heart involuntarily with a thrill that never again quite left her breast she was back through halls and rooms to her own boudoir her cheeks and lips rosy with excitement and a gentle tremor in her limbs that evening in the library the judge told his daughter that he had given a suite of rooms in the farthest wing of the mansion to a wealthy young gentleman from new york i have had letters from mr cartwright my banker there asking me to take care of him and this seemed the best i could do under the circumstances i did not see my way to bringing him any nearer to us we don't care to have another member added to our family eh Olympe dear mademoiselle de Camartine blushed she may have felt a touch of guilt because she could not muster courage to tell her father that she had already visited mr coleman i have not seen him yet continued the judge i thought it best to let him have some rest before calling upon him cartwright advises me that he is of an excellent family a man to be given the greatest attention and for my banker's sake if for nothing else i must meet the demand upon my hospitality he came a fortnight earlier than i expected but i had jules watching for him and you know jules never fails but you should have told me before father dear said mademoiselle Olympe. only a while ago while wandering through the distant wing of the house i invaded this young gentleman's apartment it surprised him evidently as much as it abashed me the obvious moral of which is replied the judge quickly that you are hereafter to be more careful about what rooms you are stumbling into as he spoke his dark oval face with its fine grave smile was almost like a boy's 
the flesh that lay under the skin shone through with a suggestion of some repressed stimulus as if a great passion had forced it up in his eyes an underglow so to call it smouldered with fascinating vagueness mademoiselle Alain sat for a moment on his knee and stroked his long black hair you will stay with me to-night father dear she presently murmured coaxingly you will not go out to-night i must be gone a little while he said rising at once but just a little while she clung close to him not this night please she urged with a touching tremor in her voice oh you remember this night a year ago you had that dreadful adventure in the dark room you must not go out please for my sake do not an expert observer could have seen while this was going on a strange half worried almost fiercely concentrated expression in the judge's eyes it was as if he mightily wished to remain with his child but could not by any effort resist some powerful temptation tugging at him and drawing him away he kissed her tenderly pushed her gently from him and went out the girl cast herself upon a sofa and buried her face in her hands as a vision of that night one year before came up before her eyes some strange masked men had brought her father home far into the night white as a ghost helpless speechless apparently dead they put him down there in the room and vanished he had no wound no bruise no mark of any violence but he recovered very slowly and he never told what had befallen him mademoiselle Alain knew of her father's frequent duels and if he had been brought in dead or badly off on account of pistol-ball or rapier thrust she would not have been surprised beyond measure but this mysterious performance of the masked men and the unaccountable condition of the judge were taken hold upon by her imagination and raised to the highest power of romantic meaning a year had passed and she might not have recalled the exact anniversary but for the prattle of an old servant to the effect that she had seen her master the judge marching at the head of a company of masked men himself wearing an invisible mask and a queer black velvet cap mademoiselle Alain observed that her father was flushed as if with wine and his bearing was indicative of some subtle and indescribable excitement within him when he went away she felt that something startling was going to happen soon End of section twelve